0: There's also something else great going on right now, and if you are a hockey fan, we've got a team close by that you can listen to on the airwaves of ESPN 98.1 FM each and every time they're on there, and you will hear the voice of Dave Mitchkin. He is their play-by-play announcer, and we are excited to have him on the air now to talk about this Eastern Conference Finals. And Dave, welcome. Uh, Love listening to you, man, and appreciate you being a part of the show. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. So uh, obviously a fun time to to be down there, and it it trickles even up here to Gainesville, you know, a couple hours away, and it's exciting. And and I guess the first thing is, you know, you think about Vegas and what they're doing and think about Tampa and, heck, the the Panthers back in the day. Like, what's up with all these warm-weather cities being good at hockey?
1: (laughs) Well, I think Gary Bettman's probably pretty pleased about that because a lot of the southern expansion has happened under his watch. But, look, if you are a well-run organization – and you build a team the right way in this salary cap world, you know, it's a lot about drafting and developing. And, you know, hockey is a sport probably closer to maybe baseball than than football and, and basketball in that, you know, when you draft a player and maybe several years before you see that player playing on your major league club. Uh, but if you draft and develop well and are patient enough to allow the player to develop at his pace, you can really reap the benefits, and you're not going to hit a home run on every draft pick. But if you do enough good drafting, you should be able to build a solid team. And what the Lightning are trying to do is build a solid team for years to come. It means you have to keep drafting and developing well. And under Steve Iserman, who took over as GM in 2010, the Lightning have done that. So you know they're they're kind of reaping the benefits now. And then you you know you sprinkle in a free agent here and there. You know every once in a while, the Lightning have made a trade. They they had a big trade this year. Uh, it was kind of like Steve Eiserman said, all right, this is the one year I'm going out and spending on the credit card. This is not something that I'm, you know, in favor of doing necessarily every year. But they brought in the Lightning did Ryan McDonough and J.T. Miller, who have both had a major impact on the team since arriving. And, you know, they're down to the final four. I mean, it's five, but we'll be down to four after tonight because Nashville and Winnipeg are playing at game seven. And that's a rarefied air in the NHL. It's hard to get to the conference finals. There are 31 teams, and for the Lightning to be still playing when you're down to four is quite an accomplishment, and they've done it now in three of the last four years.
0: Yeah, and that's that, I think, is the most tremendous number right there because, you know, Dave, I, I do baseball back here for the University of Florida, and we go to Omaha just about every year but can't win it, and just to – to know how hard it is just to even get to that final eight, to to be able to do that in the final four. And, you know, Washington hadn't been here in 20 years. So it's just it's incredible to think about what the, they've been able to establish down there. You talk about those new guys coming to the squad, they're only adding to it now. And, and I guess it's tough because Tampa's probably a pretty big favorite heading into this thing.
1: Well, look, I think inside the room, they're not looking at it that way. And that's an important thing, whether, I mean, I guess my favorite as being a bad thing, you might say there's more pressure or, you know, you get overconfident. I don't think the players are concerned about that. They're just kind of being very workmanlike in, in how they're going about their business. And I think it's shown in the first two rounds, but you never know what's going to happen. I mean, look, you get to the final four, you're a good team. So Washington is a good team. And I think that to get to the Final Four, not only are you a good team, it means you've beaten good teams. So, you know, you have some of that playoff pedigree at least working in your favor in in this playoff season. So I think the Lightning are expecting it's going to be a very tough series. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. But they are playing at an extremely high level right now. And they're going to obviously look to maintain that, which is no guarantee of victory. Just because you play well doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win. But I think if you play at a very high level, as the Lightning have, you give yourself, you know, better than even odds to win. And, you know, they're very privileged, I think, and and understand after missing the playoffs last year, you know, how much this opportunity means. It was in 2015, they got past this round, they got to the Stanley Cup final and lost. In 2016, they got to this round and lost to Pittsburgh in seven games. Pittsburgh went on to win the Stanley Cup, then they missed the playoffs last year. It's hard to win the Stanley Cup, and I, I'll answer your question this way. We don't know what's going to happen, but I think the players understand how great of an opportunity this is because it's very hard, like you just mentioned, to get to this point, and it's even harder to get to the pinnacle where you're the last team standing.
0: Dave, when, when the Tampa Bay Lightning won the, the Stanley Cup in 2004, what was it about that group that propelled them to that first championship? And you know, do you, do you see any of those similar, similarities with characteristics with this team? Uh, it's a good question. I
1: think that that team, or the, the big difference between the two teams in the regular season, the 0-4 team had an unbelievable second half of the regular season. And just, they were almost unbeatable for two months. I've never seen a team roll through the league like that. And, you know, then they, they kind of, they kind of, I wouldn't even say they dip, but they weren't able to maintain that in the last couple of weeks of the regular season, and then they amped it back up in the playoffs. But that team you know had three elimination games. You know they had two game 7s. They also had a game 6 they needed to win in the Stanley Cup final. Every path to the Stanley Cup usually has I shouldn't say every path, but more often than not, the path to the Stanley Cup for the team that wins it, you're navigating some some potholes along the way. It's very rare yeah. that it's just a wide open highway and you just sit in on cruise control and, and off you go. And that O4 team had to deal with with some potholes as well. You know, losing, you know, they lost the Game 6 in the conference finals. They could have sent them to the Stanley Cup final, where they had a lead in the third period. They they couldn't hold on to it. They lost in overtime. they you got to come back two days later, kind of put that behind you and find a way to win a Game 7. They did that. Stanley Cup final. They lose Game 5 at home in overtime. They're down 3-2, basic elimination. They go to Calgary. They win in double overtime. You know, there one play there could have meant a Stanley Cup loss instead of a Stanley Cup triumph, and then you know they come back and and they have to finish the job. You can't just rest on your laurels from winning Game Six. You got to come back and win a Game Seven. So, I think that that team certainly to this point in in the 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 eighteen club has not faced many gut punches. They've they've had a very efficient first two rounds. They've gone, you know, four and one in each round. They're eight and two in the playoffs. But that doesn't mean there aren't some difficult times on the horizon that they're going to have to try and navigate. The uh, the 4 team had those moments, although frankly, a lot of them came in in the third and fourth rounds because that team actually had only nine games uh, in the first two rounds. They had a five game series and then a sweep in the second round. But I, I guess more specifically, you know, I think you have everybody pulling in the same direction, uh, which is a similarity. You have you know the top level guys making plays, but you have you know the the more you know role players, if you will, also contributing in, in in significant ways, and I think that that is definitely a similarity between the team that won the cup and uh, and and this year's team. But it's also similar to to the teams that went deep in recent years for the Lightning and didn't win the Stanley Cup. Uh, so you know just to make the playoffs is a challenge, and then to win around is is a challenge. And you need that. You need you know players pulling in the same direction and everybody kind of rolling in the same direction. Uh, and if you don't, you're going to have a hard time. So, again, like I said, it's no guarantee of success, but it's what you definitely need if you're going to have success. Dave, besides uh, Alex Ovechkin, a lot of our listeners are not, um, I guess, hockey uh, Die diehards up here. Talk about the team, and is there anybody on the team that we got to worry about that's going to
0: lick any of the Lightning players in this series?
1: Well, Ovechkin has had a tremendous season, and look, the, the Capitals for the last two years finished with the most points in the regular season prior to this year, so they were huge favorites going into the playoffs, and like you mentioned, they hadn't gotten past the second round in 20 years, and, and had not done it once since Ovechkin joined their team in 2005, so this was a huge accomplishment for them just to get into the third round because they'd never done it before. And I think that they did it with a team that a lot of people felt might be less strong than some of these other clubs because, you know, they lost some pieces off the team last year that, that finished with the most points in the regular season. But it just goes to show, you know, the regular season is important to make the playoffs, so just because you, you excel in the regular season doesn't mean that you're going to go deep in the playoffs and the Capitals have lived that reality. Having said all of that, I think Ovechkin has had one of his best years in recent years. Mm-hmm. And I think that he has had a better season this year than he had even last year when the team that he was on finished with more regular season points. Nicholas Backstrom was injured in the clinching win over Pittsburgh for the Capitals, but he is an elite playmaking center. Uh, they have another young center who is actually playing on Ovechkin's line named Evgeny Kuznetsov, who scored the overtime winner for the Capitals in their clinching victory over Pittsburgh, those are three really high-level players. And T.J. Oshie, that you know, even casual hockey fans might remember, had that shootout success in the Olympics right. um, back in 2014 for, for Team USA. He plays on the Capitals. He's got a very good shot. The Capitals have always, in the Ovechkin era, had a really good power play, and that is, again, the case this year, and those guys are all part of it. They also have an elite goalie in Braden Holtby, who had kind of an off year for him but he's kind of found his groove in the playoffs. He actually started the playoffs not as their starter, and then they lost their first two games to the Capitals, and they put him in, and he's been rolling ever since. But I think the big thing is not about an individual player. It's kind of like we were talking about with the Lightning. The Capitals are playing very well as a team. They're defending as five. They're attacking as five. In other words, the five skaters on the ice, other than the goalie, are all playing in unison. You know, you can make the the comparison to, you know, a basketball team that is moving the ball around really well. You know, they become very hard to defend when the five players, both on offense and defense, kind of move as one. And I think that that's what the Capitals are doing right now, which has made them, you know, very dangerous in the playoffs. The Lightning are doing it, too, though, which (laughs) sets up a pretty compelling matchup. Uh, I think keys for the Lightning, though, will certainly be to maintain the level that they've set for themselves, just generally – and specifically finding a way to neutralize some of the more dangerous players on Washington that we talked about, and that's both even strength and when Washington is on the power play.
0: We're talking with Dave Mishkin, the play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. A few minutes left with Dave, and you know, Dave, both of these teams have a lot of firepower. You look at the, the amount of goals being scored here in the playoffs, and then they're both right there at the top and all the things that are going on. It, just, it doesn't seem like maybe Tampa Bay's superstars have done everything yet so and is that maybe a scary thought for the rest of the league or even in this series that if everybody can get going and you know obviously what uh, what they have and cooper and the the great tactician that he is that the tampa's got a chance to, to be successful if they play on all cylinders
1: well the lightning led the league in goals during the regular season for a reason and it wasn't because nikita kutrop and steven Stamkos did all of the heavy lifting they did a lot of heavy lifting, and they were, you know, the top two scorers on Tampa Bay, but the way you lead the league in scoring is you have scoring depth, up and down the forward roster, and you get scoring from your defense, and I think that that has been a template for the Lightning during the regular season, and I think it's been a template for their success in the playoffs, so that... You know, in the Boston series, there were some, you know, questions about, well, you know, Kucherov and Stamkos haven't scored regularly in the first couple of games. What's going on? This, that, and the other thing. They eventually did. I mean, Stamkos had a big goal in the fourth game, which the Lightning rallied in to win in overtime in Boston. You know, Kucherov also scored in that game. But the beauty of what the Lightning can do is that while it's great if Stampkos and Kucherov are scoring and you would not expect them to go a long time without scoring, they have so many other weapons that if those guys don't score, the Lightning are still capable of winning and, and getting enough offense to win, which makes them, you know, a difficult matchup for the opposition. But I think the big thing for kind of the top guys that you were talking about and, you know, are they going to score? Are they going to score more? The big thing is that they're defending well. And even in that Boston series when, you know, they weren't producing in the first couple of games offensively, they were still being up really well. Uh, they weren't spending a lot of time in their own zone. They had the puck a lot. They were getting through the neutral zone without turning the puck over. I think those are all important components to success, general <laughs> success, helping your team win. Um, but again, I think that when you look at the lightning, it's not just Kucherov and Stamkos scoring. Uh, the Lightning have a lot of weapons they can throw at the opposition, and they've used those weapons very effectively through the first two rounds in the playoffs.
0: Well, Dave, we appreciate the time. Great stuff, and uh, encourage everybody to uh, tune in to us here on ESPN 98.1 FM to uh, listen to Dave, the rest of the crew, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock in Tampa as things get going against uh, the Caps and see if they can get back with a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Dave, thanks for the time. My pleasure, guys. Thanks.